Welcome to Things You Say, a podcast where I ask my guests what would never get left behind. I'm Evan Gravel. This is episode one. Just want to give you a little prompt before we get into the interview. This is going to be a weekly podcast where every week I ask my guest a question. Uh, and the question is, what is the thing you'd save in a fire? What is the one piece of clothing that no matter what, you wouldn't leave behind? That sparks a conversation about all sorts of different things. And I'm really excited for you to hear it. This week, I'm speaking to my wife. Ina Sinska. She's a Toronto photographer. So let's just get into the interview. This week, I'm joined by Ina Sinska, a Toronto photographer who has been featured in Vogue, People, The New York Times, and other publications. You can find her on Instagram at I-N-N-A-Y-A-S, and I find her every day in my house because she's my <laughs> wife. Yep, always Ina, here. <laughs> thank you for joining me in our office together uh <laughs> i appreciate you coming on and uh kicking th- this thing off with me uh no person i'd rather uh figure out what we'd save in the fire with um yeah. you know we can maybe just jump into the question and uh branch off from there so you know in this hypothetical uh fire uh what are you saving what's the one piece of clothing that you're bringing with you yeah, well, considering our uh, our dog is safe, my hard drives are safe, um, and the one thing that I would bring in terms of clothing is probably an accessory, um, the veil that I bought for our wedding. Um, it's kind of a weird item to save because obviously I'm not planning on wearing it again, but um, I actually bought this veil before I even bought my dress. Uh, so it, I just fell in love with it. Honestly, it's so unique. Um, I hadn't seen anybody wear it yet. Um, it's like a beautiful velvet crown with a short, uh, tool around it. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's just an heirloom piece, um, from Camperat, which is, uh, ethically made in San Francisco. Um, another reason that I decided to purchase with this company, but I guess I'll show the people what it is. Show the people. They're, okay. they're dying to see what this is. And I think it's interesting that we've brought My, a veil uh, on. I think uh, it's getting stuck on the... Yeah, That's you're... okay. Okay. All right. Let me see if I can open this box with my nails. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, show it to camera. Uh, this is... Let me see if uh, I can untangle myself here. Okay, great. So I don't know if this is translating very well on video, but um, yeah, as you can see, it has a beautiful um, like velvet crown with a few clips that I put in my hair. There's um, this short veil that kind of goes over your face so you can wear it over your face or um, obviously like uncovered. But um, yeah, it was so cool. I saw this piece and I'm like, I have to have it. Um, and I actually like purchased my dress um, afterwards i'm trying to match it to this accessory um because yeah which is like usually the opposite of how people do things when they plan out their wedding outfits yeah. but um this is the piece that i would save i just feel like yeah it's something that i want to keep forever um i've even had people ask me if i was willing to sell it to them and i just didn't have the heart to do that yet yeah it's hard to part with something like yeah. that you know, <laughs> not just because of uh you know what it is and how beautiful it is but the sentimental value of it um, I mean, have you seen anyone wear anything like this? I know, but when you bought it that you hadn't seen anyone who had worn this on their mm-hmm. wedding day outside of their kind of promotional 
images. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it's so unique. It's kind of a crown and a veil. Have you seen anything like it since? Um, yeah, I think I've seen a couple of weddings where someone has worn it, but um, I, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people in our region would be um, sourcing their wedding outfits from this company because this company is based in San Francisco. So it's kind of a little bit harder to get, but um, no, I've seen a few people wear it, but it is a really unique um, accessory for our weddings. So it's a bit non-traditional, you would say. So yeah, I don't know. Um, it's not very popular still. So I'm happy I'm still one of the unique ones that has worn this uh, veil. Yeah, and I think yeah. your 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 bridal look overall, which you know is very special to me, it was very unique uh, mm -hmm. on, on both ends. We bought we got married twice, so we had a ceremony <laughs> here uh, in which you wore a jumpsuit, which I mean that's pretty rare on its own to not wear a dress. And then you did have a dress when we got married in Paris. Um, and both of which were, I mean, incredibly unique. Uh, I still have not seen anything quite like the dress you wore and, and you just don't see a lot of jumpsuits. Um, mm -hmm. maybe you could tell the people, you know, especially if there's anybody out there that's kind of, uh, getting married or thinking about bridal fashion, like how do you, how did you choose, uh, your looks and how did you go about, uh, cause it's obviously so different than shopping for, you know, just mm -hmm. an everyday outfit. Yeah, I mean, my experience might be a little bit different from other people's because I kind of had to source things during the pandemic. So um, some places that I wanted to go try on dresses weren't really operating normal hours or like had very limited supplies. So um, I, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, my inspiration definitely came from the environment that we were getting married in, which was Paris. So I wanted something that suited that kind of old world European environment. Um but yeah, I uh, I did the traditional thing. I did go to a bunch of bridal shops. Um, I went to traditional bridal shops and then I ended up getting my dress actually from Lover's Land on Ossington in Toronto because I felt like they had a more unique selection than other places. Um, I feel like it was very curated. So I just saw more things that I liked. Um, but one thing, one piece of advice that I would say is don't feel pressure to like buy the first dress that you try on. I feel like there is... A lot of pressure especially when you go into the bridal shops um like people obviously want you to buy the dresses that you're trying on right. um and it is such a long tedious process to like try on the dress take it off try it on try, take it off again um that you kind of just get exhausted and you're like oh, i'm just gonna buy this one because i don't want to do this process like forever it's pretty exhausting um but yeah and then i would also suggest to go to bridal shops without your family as well so you could just have your own opinion and then bring them in for the second round when you've already kind of like selected your three or four uh dresses so that they can kind of help you pick from like a smaller selection because i feel like a lot of opinions in your head could also confuse you quite easily right and i think that's uh that's great advice um it is a very individual choice and a lot of people just kind of cave into pressure <laughs> yeah uh naturally i think i'll do a if you're a groom or a prospective groom out there i will maybe we'll do a whole episode on uh you know my side of the story on how i mm -hmm. find my outfit um but that's for another day okay so when you're not getting married uh, we <laughs> most, did have two we, we did have two weddings but um you know what is your kind of personal ethos around style i mean you're you're uh you know wearing some cool stuff today mm -hmm. um you know what is your kind of what drives you when you're when you're shopping when you're getting dressed uh what is the kind of mantra 
Yeah, I mean, I actually feel like I owe you for kind of inspiring me a little bit on this end because I don't think I cared too much about fashion before I met you. Um, but uh, definitely, like, I in the last two years, I have purchased 95% of my clothing secondhand from thrift stores or consignment. And I have zero motivation to purchase anything brand new at the mall anymore um, after realizing like how much value I get out of like searching for things secondhand. And it's also more fun. Um, so yeah, we do frequent a lot of consignment stores like I Miss You on Ossington um, and Value Village. Sometimes I find really good things. So um, it kind of helps me put together my personal style like from finding unique uh, pieces that no one else really owns. Um, things that were like from previous collections in the 90s that I'm purchasing. So you don't see them on the street anymore. So I feel like I'm wearing something more unique than just like the latest Aritzia or Zara clothes. Um, although like sometimes I do still have to purchase basics from those stores, but it's so rare now. Like I think I'll, I think I've purchased like maybe one new thing this whole year. Um, like even, you know, like we go to the mall and we have, we're like, we should just turn around and go home. Like, there's yeah. nothing here. Like, let's just go to Ossington. Let's go search for uh, cool secondhand finds. Um, but yeah, I've been able to like find things like Celine boots, um, Versace skirts, um, things that I really, really love. Um, and I feel like there's also a story behind them of how I found them too. So it just has more sentimental value to me. And um, yeah, it's just, it's more fun to go on a treasure hunt than it is just to go to the mall. A hundred percent. I mean, it is more fun. You never know what you're going to find. And I think this is a rare example of, of uh, the man in the relationship imparting more fashion. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's wisdom. usually the other way around. So, uh, I, but... <laughs> I will say that you dressed very well when we uh, when we met each other. But no, it's uh, a... I was I've always been the the That's... nerd in terms yeah. of uh, fashion and collecting and. That's really everything. nice, but like I honestly just like had most of my closet was from free people, so <laughs> it was, I don't know if I really dressed that nice. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, it, it was definitely a different style and it's cool to yeah. see how it's evolved and I think that's yeah. part of the, the journey mm -hmm. um, and maybe part of the journey that uh, our listeners are coming along with us is that it can evolve, it can change, becoming more conscious, uh, not just about, you know, how you look, but what you're buying, um, mm -hmm. trying to avoid buying, you know, net new stuff. Um, I think that really is, you know, not even just from a, you know, environmental perspective, but from a a coolness perspective too. I mean, I think the chances that you look like other people and maybe you want to fit in in certain situations, you definitely, mm -hmm. you know, you want to fit in, um, you know, if that's suiting or, or whatever it is, but you know, if you want to stand out and you want to have more of your own individual style, which I think, you know, everyone does want to on some level, mm -hmm. Going vintage, going designer consignment is the easiest way to do that because it's just not the stuff that's in the stores that everyone is going to. Yeah, I, um, I feel like part of me wants to gatekeep our favorite consignment store. I miss you because, yeah. well, it's obviously I'm not gatekeeping it now because Unless it's going to be on the it. it's going to be on the podcast. Well, maybe I censored it. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I would love for John and is, uh, those guys to get more business. It is so great. Like just walking in there, I feel like I find something all the time, and the prices are so good. Um, just like yeah, I mean, there's obviously really expensive like luxury handbags that are on resale there but um a lot of stuff is like really well priced less expensive than going to Aritzia than going to Zara and getting stuff so um and you're getting like brand name designer stuff and I think you know that's part of what's so interesting to me about designer consignment 
you know, I have a lot of people that I admire how they dress and I want to dress like them. They're kind of, you know, the North star. I think you're able to dress a little more like those people without having their amount of money. Yeah. When you go to designer consignment, is there anyone that's like that for you? Uh, I know I'm sure, you know, there's a few people that come to mind, but you know, who is the person that you are inspired by most when it comes to fashion? Yeah. I mean, um, just looking back in history, like even we've been watching the the latest season of the crown and i just remembered how much i love princess diana style um i love some of her more casual looks where she's just wearing like kind of like a sweater with bicycle shorts Mm -hmm. um but a lot of her looks are so timeless and classic and i feel like they just still resonate today um so yeah i think princess diana is one of my favorite fashion icons um yeah i think that's great i do see that in your in your style you know a mix of menswear and women's wear kind of traditional luxury yeah. stuff and also like sportswear almost stuff yeah. like yeah she does wear a lot of oversized clothing yeah I think. yeah and it's it's cool to, i think that has been so influential on mm-hmm. how women's wear is today even if you go into the very like mainstream type shops of aritzia or like yeah maybe like brandy melville or like so some of the you know shops that are targeted towards young women mm-hmm. more that's a lot of what you see and it, and and it's interesting to see how you can still kind of stand out um, and her style still has like, you know, things that down the line are still so influential. Um, but yeah, there's some amazing looks that I think she's pulled off, um, mm-hmm. and that are, are incredibly, um, you know, easy to get into. Um, that's a, that's a really good person to, to, to you know, emulate, yeah. um, in terms of style. Um, you know, you can't, you can't get everything wish, that yeah. she had and, um, uh, you know, I, I, I guess what is your, I always think about this and uh, I'm always curious what other people's uh, answer is. Like, what is the grail? What is the the one piece that you don't have that you mm-hmm. want? Uh, what is that? Yeah, I mean, um, Taylor Swift wore a really beautiful Oscar de la Renta dress. Um, it was like a kind of like sheer see-through with flowers at a Grammys award show a couple years ago. Um, and I actually think it is um, sold by Oscar de la Renta because I've seen a few other people wear it since, but um, it's super colorful. Um, I just feel like you look like a, I don't know, field of wildflowers when you wear it. And I love that. So um, that would be like the top dress that I would buy and well, just top piece of clothing in general. Yeah. Maybe it'll hit the consignment stores one day and I'll get really lucky. Yeah, that's 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 the key. Is if <laughs> yeah. you just wait. You just wait patiently for yeah, you, many you, years. You might get lucky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because those things uh that that must not be cheap. I mean, I wonder if she was wearing any of that stuff during her her mm-hmm. Eras tour, because I know she had a lot of all those different outfits. If yeah. anybody out there has seen the Eras tour film or seen it in person if you're a, a lottery winner then you, you she has different outfits for every single I don't think she wore it I haven't not seen that it that exact since, one, yeah. one but I wonder if there's another Oscar de la Renta piece yeah. in there for for when she was doing folklore or evermore because those were beautiful dresses mm-hmm. too um, that's a great piece I mean you know that's a collector's item uh, yeah. you know it, it in women's wear I don't think you always get the opportunity to own things that people wore like that because so much is custom dresses whereas in men's wear you know it, there's a lot of pieces that are you know, people wear off the rack, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a great grail. Um, I'm going to have to think about Thanks. mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, I think uh, that's all for today. Um, I think we got to the bottom of yep. what you'd save in a fire. And uh, I just want to thank yep. you for jumping on with me and uh, starting this thing off with, of uh, with a bang. Of course. So excited. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Things You'd Save. Make sure to subscribe and follow up to hear the next episode. We have exciting guests on every week and episodes come out every Friday. See you next week.